Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial are not affiliated. Welcome back to Making Money Fun. I am John Jagay, joined again by Shannon Tinger from Heritage Financial. Always good to be with you. Hey, it's so great to be back, John. All right, so Shannon, as we record this podcast after a tumultuous week, we're recording this on uh, Monday, November 9th, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the projected president and vice president-elect, respectively, and there are still ballot counts underway in several states, firming up the popular vote, electoral vote numbers, deciding some key Senate races uh, coming up in Georgia in January. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, you want to start with a correction to a previous podcast, right? Yeah, actually, several podcasts ago, I mentioned that I was registered as an independent. And I realized that wasn't true when I went in to track my ballot. And so I wanted to make that correction. I am, in fact, registered as a Republican. I remembered that I had changed my affiliation a number of years ago in order to be able to vote in a primary and never changed it back. So would you say at this point you identify more with Republican platforms then? In some ways I do. Um, I usually find myself identifying fiscally more with Republicans. I generally want the government to stay out of my life and my business and my wallet. (laughs) I believe in a free market and less government. But I also realize that we need the police, fire, roads and the military and all those other infrastructure items that taxes pay for. So, you know, that's kind of where I sit. Yeah, I think a lot of people I know tend to be fiscally conservative and socially liberal or some somewhere in the middle. Yep, yep. Why would you say you identify yourself more as an independent? I think socially, like you said, I, I you hit the nail on the head there. I'm I'm a bit more democratic in nature. I think healthcare should be every American's right, not just those that can afford it or those that qualify for public health care. I believe that we need to fix the substance abuse and mental health problem in our nation today and mm-hmm. that those two things are very interrelated. And most recently with COVID-19, I don't believe this problem is going to get solved until we have some national mandates. Um, And we really can't solve the current economic problems until we fix COVID-19. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for clarifying that. So in that previous podcast, we had talked about the Trump and Biden tax plans. We compared and contrasted, talked a little bit about the market. You had mentioned you were uh, surprised when you researched it and showed that the market performs better under Democratic presidents. Are we going to get a little bit more of that today? Yeah, for sure. I really want to dive into some additional numbers today. In addition to that Business Insider article that I reference on that podcast about how the market has performed specifically during d- different presidents' tenures. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds good, Shanna. I'd also like to know what you think about how the market performs under a split Congress as well. It's looking at this point like Joe Biden's going to be the president. Uh, the Democrats will control the House, but the uh, Republicans still going to control the Senate. Yeah, exactly. We'll get there. Um, But first, I want to reference a Forbes article. They've done a great job looking at the percentage of returns for the S&P 500 during different presidential terms. Um, And I want to highlight that a little bit. We'll link to it in the show notes so that you can see the actual article and the graph. But this article was actually written four months ago. um, So it's pretty recent. And it encompasses most of the Trump presidency, but not all of it. And it quotes Jeremy Siegel, who is a Wharton finance professor and wrote a book that I absolutely love called Stocks for the Long Run. Um, It's a staple on the reading list for every financial planner like me. And his research is super solid. And though we've heard over the last four years a lot about the record-breaking stock market under President Trump, the S&P's total return percentage has actually only been about 43%, which is great. 
but it puts him seventh on the list in order of top return percentages for the last 13 presidents. So while it's true the market has hit new highs during the last four years, the same could be said numerous times over the last 75 years since the end of World War II. Well, that's interesting. So it sounds like even though some taxes can get raised, the market would be okay, right? Yeah, that's what the data supports, John. Um, Actually, and it's likely since, like you said, we'll have a split Congress. So that means that the president and or House and Senate will be different political points of view. So that will be a good thing from a market perspective. What does that mean for stocks? Typically, that means a good market for stocks, too. And What it means is that fewer of the more radical or more controversial plans will pass. They'll have to be altered significantly in order for that to happen. And the market likes that, too. Fortune recently did a piece on this subject that says that the S&P 500 historically has done quite well under a divided Congress. It's been up more than 17 percent on average annually. And so with a divided Congress, stocks have been higher the past 10 times with 2020 potentially being the 11th in a row. So we'll link that article in the show notes as well so that you can see the graph I'm referring to. Okay, great. And that makes a lot of sense because we've talked about how the market doesn't like volatility and wild swings one way or the other. And regardless of your affiliation, if the House, Senate, and President are all the same party, it's more likely they could go further to the left or further to the right. So when they're opposite parties, that sometimes keeps a check on it, keeps things a little bit more moderate. So What happens between now and January 20th, 2021, when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris take office? Yeah, well, that's a good question that I don't think any of us know, really. Um, Historically, the next few months would have been spent with the two administrations working together to nail down a transition plan. Even in 2000, when the Bush-Gore election was very tumultuous and we had the whole infamous hanging Chad situation. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that well. (laughs) Yes, there were legal battles and recounts. But once it was clear that the outcome was not going to swing in his favor, Al Gore did finally concede and Bush was able to start the transition process. And at this point, anyway, there's not a lot of indication that President Trump intends to concede or stop the legal battle. So Time will tell if he changes his mind, but if he doesn't, there's likely to be three months of turmoil and that could really have negative impacts on the market. We're kind of in un- uncharted territory here. Right. The uh, unpredictability of the next couple of months, like we talked about markets liking stability. So this is all great information, Shanna. Let's get down to the bottom line here, which is what should our listeners do about their investments to prepare for those next few months and then eventually the new administration come January? Any of my clients that are listening to this podcast are going to know the answer to that question. And the answer is really nothing. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> we just don't know enough yet about the Biden Harris tax plan and what it will look like in its final form. So we don't want to start making changes to your financial plan or investment strategy just yet in reaction to the election. But if you don't have a financial planner on your side, now's the time to find one. And if you'd like to talk to us at Heritage Financial Strategies, well, you can go to our website at heritagefinancialaz.com, click schedule a consultation, and we'd love to chat. I love that final piece of advice from you, Shannon. It is so true. This goes back to not reacting too swiftly to uncertainty or changes and being in it for the long haul and kind of taking that wait and see mode. But again, we can't stress this enough. If you don't have somebody helping you plan your financial future, it really, really is so important to do for your long-term financial health. And I would say your, your mental health as well to have a plan. Yeah, absolutely. That's critical, especially when times are 
tough and and the market is tumultuous, you need somebody to be the devil or the angel on your shoulder to keep you on the straight and narrow to make that right decision. Absolutely. Pleasure as always, Shannon. We'll talk again soon. Thanks so much, John. 